This is the IT and availability revolution. It saves resources and it brings productivity and agility to organizations. There almost needs to be a level of education that needs to happen to get everyone to become aware that there is an opportunity to protect the browser. To protect the browser, I feel like you eliminate or at least reduce your exposures in a lot of other areas. We need to remind ourselves that we are there to allow the business to run forward and to allow employees to work the way they want, providing the, the maximum productivity. Who says tech can't be human? What is going on, Hacker Valley fam? Welcome back to the show. This is the first live stream of the year. Happy New Year. Hope everyone had a great holiday break. We are back. I'm so glad to be back, kicking this thing back off. We're going to be speaking about browsers. There's a lot of questions that I have for browsers. I use it every day and uh, in fact, about 70% 70 70 of people in the world use browsers. The real question, though, is what are you doing for browser security? And better yet, do you even know what can be done for browser security? I believe everyone that is here today wants to protect their browser, but they also don't want to feel like they have parental controls on their device. So I'm here to tell you that there is a middle ground that you can add to your wish list and browser risk is often an untold story, but we are gonna tell that story today. And to help tell the story, I have a great guest. Our guest this live stream and episode is Or Ashed. Or is the CEO of Layer X and also the sponsor for this live stream and podcast. Or welcome to the show. Thank you, Ron. Uh, happy to be here and a happy new year to you and to in the audience. Yes, yes. Thank you again. Uh, big shout outs to Layer X first and foremost for sponsoring this podcast and live stream. Uh, this is the best way to support our uh, our show, our platform is by just being here on this session, learning a little bit about OR and Layer X, but also being sure that you check out Layer X uh, during or at the end of the live stream. It would mean the world to us. But we got to start by talking about Layer X. There's a lot of companies that emerge in cybersecurity. There's a lot of money going around in the VC space for good reason, because we got problems and we need to protect ourselves and our data and our companies. Uh, but or give us a little bit of the story about the origin of Layer X and how you found the company. Uh, I started my career in web security um, during my military service. So like many Israeli entrepreneurs, I come from a military intelligence background and I had an expertise to web security. And at the time, and we're talking about different years, different, like it's pre, uh, uh, you know, um, like the 2017 uh, eternal blue breach and be before the cloud and everything, we had malware and we have like web security and things that move over the web uh, and different kinds of risks. And at the time it kind of bugged me that the solutions to address what employees are doing online or users are doing online is something on, on inline, some sort of an appliance, a firewall, a proxy, uh, a CASV or what's not. It felt like, is this the best we can do? It's like, is this really the best we can do, you know, to protect and understand what employees are doing online? Today, most employees 
cannot work without the browser. 90% of the work is happening in the browser. Today, some organizations are using Excel and Word in the browser. And for some organizations, like I can name a few, they're using only browsers. Today, uh, you know, 25 or 27% of devices in the US are Chromebooks. Basically, many users today don't use anything low level and everything is an application. And in this space, there is no solution to know what's happening inside. It was clear to us that it should be a better tool to understand what's going on. Hmm. There's a there's a lot of you know areas that you could have chosen, and you chose uh, browser security. I've seen uh, a lot of companies emerge. There was some uh, companies that even were part of the RSA Sandbox Innovation Challenge. I think it was 2023 or 2022, actually. And um, I think the space is hot. I think it's hot because the browser is something that we all use. But I think that there almost needs to be a level of education that needs to happen to get everyone to become aware that there is an opportunity to protect the browser. To protect the browser, I feel like you eliminate or at least reduce your exposures in a lot of other areas. When you look at the opportunities, there's some that, you know, companies that have decided to do browser isolation, then there's some that have decided to do a uh, browser as itself, just like create their own browser. And then there's the browser extension. You've chosen the browser extension. You were saying when we first met before we hit record here that uh, you had to kind of overcome some adversity. People didn't believe it. Uh, so tell us a bit about why you chose it and why uh, you think it's the right way to go. All right, so, so basically um, we want to know what's going on uh, in a company user activity. Um, if we look at it in terms of forensics, the best thing in the world would be uh, to be the crime scene. And, and the crime scene is where employees are. So asking them to move to another environment is fundamentally uh, problematic, laborsome, IT hates it, users hate it, and it doesn't really provide a security ROI. We need to get to where the problems are. Now, how do we get there? How do we get to, to the last mile and see how things are happening? Uh, we've done our research and eventually the reasonability, which we've developed to take the extension framework, which allows adding functionalities to the browser, adding some um, a software modules on top of that and encapsulating it in a way that behaves like another agent. Mm -hmm. Now it's not an agent, but it behaves like an agent. It doesn't really feel or behaves like um, you know, a regular extension you download from the Chrome store. It's dedicated for enterprises. It comes with anything an enterprise would expect and encapsulate security algorithms and deploy them in the scope of the browser. Basically, we augment the browser and add some security functionalities to it. So it becomes a standalone piece. It's really being with the user and accompanying the user while the, the user is browsing the web, uh, it, providing the ability to take better decisions. And sometimes, you know, just taking the wheel and doing things in behalf of the organization. Right. I have a lot of browser extensions. Some help me with productivity. I have this uh, color dropper browser extension that can just grab the color from a web page. Uh, one of the most used browser extensions though that I have is um, a password manager. I think a lot of people have that and they feel good about it. When you showed me layer X, I thought it reminded me of like, what I wish password managers would be like, I wish password managers had more security. One of, one of them has VPN for it, but not necessarily um, things that are going to help me be more mindful of my decisions. Um, so when it comes to like having an agent, I think that there's two aspects. There's like just the preventing someone from harm, 
but there's also the education piece. And I know that's something that you've been very strong in promoting for the organizations that you work with. How should people be thinking about educating their users while also protecting them when it comes to their browser? Um, every user got a personal stack of SaaS applications. Uh, they got Gmail and Google Drive and WhatsApp Web or um, iCloud, Spotify, and they want to use them at work. And today the work culture in North America says that you enable and you empower your employees to provide themselves a better working environment. You provide them the ability to be accountable to what they're doing. Now, we are missing one piece, which is the ability to control what they are doing on that Google Drive or on that uh, WhatsApp web. But sometimes we don't only want to block the user, we can also add some sort of an interaction. Warning the user or letting the user know that something that the user is doing um, is violating the company policy. Um, over 80% of insider threat activity is not of malicious intent. Most employees are at work, they're, we're surprised. They're not an extension of the SOC team. <laughs> they are doing their real job, whether it's marketing, sales, legal, or whatever, and yep. they don't know what the policy is. It's surprising and counterintuitive. A lot of risks arise from fantastic employees that want to introduce new technologies to the organization. They just don't know that security needs to authorize and to validate that those technologies are fitting into the architecture and the security posture of the organization, and we are helping to bridge this gap. I see other organizations, some of your competitors, I won't name any names, but they have a whole browser. And I think having someone download and install a browser or forcefully using them to install to use a browser, it kind of creates friction in the user experience. You were talking about people want to show up and do their job. They don't want to do security if they're doing marketing or sales. Um, and I like the fact that you all just have the uh, browser extension. I would imagine that Either way, if you're trying to have your organization switch to using a browser for uh, security and monitoring uh, you know, user activity, that's a challenge. But also uh, deploying an extension still might be a challenge. What are the differences when it comes to uh, deploying a technology like this? Okay, so first of all, the easiest thing in the world would be no security. No security, by the way, introduces no friction. Uh, once we understand that we need to do something, comes the question of what we do. Uh, browser security uh, based on an extension, which is an edge security solution, this is something that I'd like to highlight. Uh, it doesn't take accountability from the browser. It takes accountability from other tools that used to be there inline. And based on VPNs, hijack traffic, and analyze it in a data center in the cloud, these are the things that we're trying to drop out. It's an enablement game. An extension is, is always agnostic, so it would work the same way in any flavor of Linux as well as Mac and uh, Windows, and it would work on, on pretty much any browser. Mm -hmm. um, if we will uh, uh, take an analogy of what happened on the OS security a couple of years ago, one approach would, was uh, replace the OS with a virtualized OS, which is blocked from any corner. It's very secure, and it has its own market. It addresses OS security risks. The majority, the vast majority of the market went for another approach, which is securing the OS using uh, endpoint protection tools. Mm -hmm. Windows Defender, CrowdStrike, Sentinel One. So when we look at the browser security space, there are some things that browsers can, can do. Uh, there are things that extensions do way better. And there are different flavors to address the same philosophical problem. What my employees are doing online and how can it affect me? It's like, you know, the most fundamental uh, uh, security question in an identity first uh, a world. 
And what we experience is that the deployment of an extension is just something that every organization can consume. A security that can get done and can be rolled out fast and easy is better than no security. Security is, is a business enabler. And you know what? I'll be more blunt than that. Not every organization can afford good security because it depends on having a robust business and you add it on top of that. We need to remind ourselves that we are there to allow the business to run forward and to allow employees to work the way they want, providing them the maximum productivity. Like that. Very, very altruistic and, you know, supporting people to show up to work at their best. When I first got into security, I will say that my mindset was, how could I be the best hacker? If even if I was a defender, how could I still break into these systems and then report it to my other team members, like my IT team or my developers? But over time, I started to realize that you're totally right, that we have to enable the business Otherwise, it's just friction and that's not going to feel good for anyone. And it's just going to slow down, I think, everyone's rate of growth from business, but even professionally. And, you know, when I look at something like the browser and I'm thinking about browser extensions and maybe even a browser itself for uh, browser security, there's a lot of risks that come along that I could potentially reduce or eliminate. One clear one is like trying to get rid of phishing to some extent, like I'm sure there's a, a layer or an aspect that where you could monitor um, content with uh, something like a browser extension. But what are the top use cases that you're really seeing traction for when it comes to layer X? Um, and let me take that also in as an educational uh, opportunity. Now, the browser provides a lot of permissions, a lot of APIs, which is a native, safe interaction and integration into the browser. Let's say that using the same permissions or even elevated permissions, an attacker will try to understand what the user is doing on a certain application when connecting to an SSO. And let me be more precise. The user is connecting into Salesforce or HubSpot or, or the CRM or, you know, Outlook. The user is using SSO. The user is well-trained and they have an educational program preventing the user from falling victim to phishing. But the thing is this, an extension with the elevated permissions can read the password, the one-time password, can read uh, how the application is interacting with the cookie to allow access. It knows all the metadata of the browser. It can replicate and, and duplicate all the interaction that involves uh, the authentication to an SSO protected application across all the different SaaS of that, of that user. So a malicious browser extension, if I'll paraphrase that in a non-technical world, is uh, account takeover and man in the middle on steroids. It can read everything that the user is doing in the browser, and if this is something that shouldn't exist in your organization, you should definitely go and check what kind of extensions are installed in your organization to bring a little bit more, you know, uh, a, a spice into, into the discussion. When users are signing into a personal Chrome profile or Edge profile, it will fetch extensions from other devices without the organization knowing. So a question that comes up on InfoSec quite a lot is how did this get here? Mm -hmm. uh, it's because of the syncing and the identity-centric approach and another thing, and I'll stop with that. When Google finds out a malicious extension on the Chrome store, it removes it from the Chrome store. What it doesn't do is telling you that you've got infected browsers in your organization and it doesn't even uninstall them. It's just the way it works. Yeah. So organizations actually find extensions that were found to be validated malware and they don't have any way of knowing that it's there. So it's not you know, like a niche risk that happens one in a million. It's something that's very common 
Uh, it's really hard to investigate, but from within the browser point of view, it's something that's becoming really easy to solve. So this, uh, you asked what are the use cases that come up a lot. This is a bestseller. I wanted to jump in for a second to share a bit more detail about our sponsor, Layer X. If you work in cybersecurity, you know that monitoring, analyzing, and protecting against web-borne threats is a big challenge. Layer X, the browser security platform, was purpose-built to help you with this challenge. Layer X is delivered as an enterprise browser extension and can be integrated with any browser, transforming it into the most secure and manageable workspace while maintaining a positive experience for your organization. You may ask, what's it like to work with Layer X? Upon deployment, you can expect to gain immediate protection against the risks and threats that either target your browser directly or attempt to use it as a bridge to your organization's devices, apps, and data. Some of the main capabilities that Layer X offers are generative AI DLP, protection against risky browser extensions, SaaS and web DLP, and most importantly, safe browsing so your team can stay productive and collaborative. The best way to support the podcast is by checking out our hand-selected sponsors like Layer X. If you're ready to turn your browser into the most secured workspace, visit LayerXSecurity.com to learn more and tell them Hacker Valley sent you. Thank you, Layer X, for sponsoring this episode. When, when you look at something like DOP and the fact that there's a new SaaS app every five minutes, how do you approach that from, you know, Layer X's perspective for web DLP? How do y'all, uh, you know, there are things like Google Drive and ChatGPT that we're obviously going to monitor, but how do you proactively stay ahead of the, the newer apps? So, so, so I have uh, two answers for that. One of them, um, Layer X in like 80, 90% of its capabilities is app agnostic. So it will support any future application in terms of uploads, downloads, uh, data interactions, typing, any any user, inter user interaction. Uh, and then there are some things that are, you know, are unique. On Google Drive, all directories have the same host name, which, you know, I come from network securities, you know. Uh, network security, if everything got the same host name, for me, it's, you know, it's it's denial of service in my mind. Like, if everything has the same address, it's like, it's like everyone is John Doe. Now, like, it's uh, where is Waldo? <laughs> it's impossible to address that. So browse security solves that in two ways. First of all, it's application agnostic. You get a lot of capabilities out of the box. Second, in non-technical words, whatever the user can see, the extension can see from the edge. So if the application tell you, hey, Ron, now you're connected to LayerX's Google Drive, it's really, really easy for an extension to parse that, whereas for the inline network security tool or, or, or an EDR, it's impossible. It's not hard, it's impossible. So we are able to get the context and the short answer is, if a user can understand what's going on, the extension can also understand what's going on. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. It's all about having access to the information. And like you're saying, with EDR, you have access to the, the, the data, the packets, but it's all encrypted. You can't see if this is for my Gmail or my Hacker Valley uh, G Suite account. Uh, you can only see that as for Google Drive. I've heard of this a lot for organizations, and I've even seen some uh, implement what I would call enterprise ransomware, where they start to encrypt their Google Drive and really make it hard to ex access their Google Drive documents and whatnot without a specific other utility to say that, hey, this person can access it. 
I think that's crazy because that is a long-winded way to, you know, reduce uh, data leaking from your your environment. Um, I would imagine that, you know, with something like Layer X, the possibilities are somewhat unlimited just because the browser gets more and more popular every day and also gets more and more powerful through things like Manifest 3. They've added some capabilities to still allow you to uh, intercept traffic content um, and also do like as much overlays as you want. And um, now we're using more SaaS than ever. I would imagine that Layer X has helped organizations in unexpected ways. What have been some of the unexpected ways where you've seen uh, an impact? Uh, exotic ways in which we help organizations. Well, Layer X sees how users interact with applications. We see what identities they use. Some organizations out there don't know which user is using which device. Mm -hmm. Typically, we would be told, um, this is Ron's device. Check what Ron is doing. From time to time, not that often, we'll say, these are our devices, good luck. We have no idea who is using them. So there was a time in which we actually helped an organization fingerprint who, which user is using which device because everything is identity-centric. We know who is, mm. who is doing what. We're able to capture that. Another exotic example was with a heavily regulated organization in which a certain user got infected infected again and again and again by malicious browser extensions. Now, you know, once, twice, like once, uh, shame on you, twice, shame on me. If it happens for like so many times, it's actually polymorphic attack. It's something that repeatedly happens. There is a different root cause. And we helped the organization discover that there was actually a malware on the device reinstalling malicious browser extensions on the browser. And that highlights two things which are very, very interesting. First of all, your EDR, is, is quite ineffective against malicious browser extension. Second, even if your device is infected by real malware, that real malware can't just read data from your browser. It wants to steal passwords. It would probably install locally malicious browser extension that would steal those passwords because the browser is like, it's like a virtual machine. It's like a black box. It doesn't, like, it doesn't open up so easily. When we build, least privileged access, which is conditional on the browser, meaning you can only access an application from a protected browser in order to provide secure access for your employees. We actually, along the way, kick out on your network all intruders. Like every account that was compromised in an account takeover will now be revoked because suddenly you must have the Linux extension to get in. So we have customers that wanted to provide least privileged access to BYOD. And along the way, it solves the account takeover issue. With uh, things like account takeover and, you know, looking at something like uh, a browser extension, what, who, who is the ideal audience? What's the type of organization that should be looking at something like this? And uh, how does that typically work? Brilliant. So, so that's a great question. Account takeovers. Um, Year after year, among like the top three breach causes in the U.S., uh, everyone talks about it. No one is surprised, for sure. If you allow employees to access from other devices, it means that anyone can access your environment, in theory. Now, the question, how do they do that? They use social engineering, such as uh, in the MGM breach or the Uber breach, that used a very sophisticated social engineering. It can be using a passive cookie attack. It can be an employee going into a CES in Vegas 
is as simple as a user is signing into an application from a compromised machine infected with malware. That malware just duplicates the access, send it to another device. So it just it's there. If you allow work from other devices, uh, in theory, it can happen, and eventually it will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you cannot like secure yourself instantly. What we do at Layer X, we turn access to browser dependent. So if the at the moment you have a balance. It's either allowing everything or like being really, really strict. You can only access from our devices, which is too stiff. What we say on both managed and unmanaged devices, you can use a protected browser that we we, we take care of that agentlessly, by the way. Uh, and we will validate it's only authorized browsers can get in. And with that, we'll solve governance on employees. Uh, we'll prevent account takeovers. We can build advanced playbooks. For example, we can first of all check if a user has a valid password and only in the second stage check if the extension of Lyrics is there. With that, we help organizations find out if employees fell victim to a password theft. So we can build different playbooks, basically turning the extension into something that you have like a YubiKey or like uh, a, a digital you know, pass or like a, something physical that you have, but it's fully digital and very, very robust. With great power comes great responsibility. I mentioned that when I first got started in cybersecurity, I just wanted to break into everything. Along the way, I did learn a lot about Chrome extensions, and I know that um, the opportunity for attackers is that you can easily find the source code. A lot of developers will obfuscate their JavaScript. A lot of times, you know, the Chrome extensions are written in JavaScript. They'll obfuscate it, so it's a little bit harder to read. Um, what What is... Uh, your answer to this, uh, attackers or even your customers being able to see your extension extension source code? So first of all, we are very transparent. Like for the audience, uh, you cannot get access to our extension. And uh, as an enterprise extension, every organization has its own extension, fully customizable, mm-hmm. fully multi-tenancy. This is one of the of many differences between uh, what is actually a browser agent and not just yet another plugin. Um, the installation in enterprise mode and the additional uh, security functionalities of Lyrics make it impossible to temper, manipulate, reverse engineer uh, the extension. Uh, the extension has all the AI algorithms sitting inside in the, in the memory space, which is encrypted, obfuscated, and really heavily protected. It takes decisions locally, and it's not dependent on bypassing your traffic uh, through some sort of a data center. Mm-hmm. By the way, for us too, it's cool technologically for my customers. They say, so no proxies, no VPNs, thumbs up, because oh, this yeah. is what they are looking for. But in terms of protection and integrity, uh, it does the job. The same happens on the backend. We have uh, sophisticated communication schemes between them. And let's jump fast forward. Uh, it is encrypted, obfuscated, heavily protected, anti-tempering. Let's say that the nation states decide to take a device that has layer X and man in the middle, everything out of it. Like really, you know, peel it off like an onion. Um, basically, uh, they will not find anything significant because all the compute is discrete and happening inside the functionality of the extension. Um, so it would not disclose uh, anything, no uh, single port of failures, uh, but it is built for those use cases as well as other things that you didn't brought up, you know, availability, reliability, making sure that mm. it provides coverage for any use case, um, best possible user experience, or as customers say, my employees didn't know that it's there, so it is as stealthy as you want it to be. 
uh, staying to any security uh, guideline. It's not on the Chrome store. You cannot find it over there. Mm. It's built for enterprises and designed for enterprise usage. Love that. Love that. If you look at tools like ChatGPT, if you look at tools like um, next-gen security tools that are more integrated with your team, it's almost like they're co-pilots. And that's one of my predictions for what the future has to come is that we're going to see more organizations like Layer X really be an extension to our team rather than just serving a function of blocking or allowing. Um, but I also wanted to ask you, Or, what is your prediction? What are your thoughts on what's coming next for browser security? So, so basically what we see, uh, we cannot ignore the elephant in the room, which is changes in IT. For example, let's take the malicious browser extension use case. We talked about the risk, which is men in the middle on steroids, but let's talk about how to address that. What's possible today is allow lists and block lists. So I allow six extensions or I allow like I block six extensions, but the web is full, is fully morphic. Everything is changing. It's impossible to take this approach. Uh, so unless you just block everything, you need something which is granular. You need it to be contextual. You need it to be based on policies. This is what we hear from security teams. The cost of a false positive and the friction doesn't worth it. Mm. They measure times and alerts mitigated by SecOps as KPIs and objectives that they monitor. With browser security, you can build any playbook that you want at the utmost granularity. You can block only extensions that have excessive permissions, indicators of compromise or that they were found by Google as malicious in the past. And you can do that in a SaaS platform without any hustle. It's just a SaaS application. You just build the policies in no code and that's it. It's, it's becoming very, very easy. The trend that I see is that organizations will um, shift to browse security. Every organization will have a solution. Uh, in some cases, it will be part of a larger SaaS architecture, especially for organizations that have uh, OT and in production. For service companies, you know, Organizations that don't have engineers or software developers, and they just have, you know, staff workers, they'll just shift to the browser because it will save them resources. They can drop the VPN, perhaps they can drop uh, the data center. In some cases, they can switch to a cheaper endpoint protection tool because there is nothing on the endpoint anymore except for the browser. It will be an enablement movement uh, and we'll see it happening uh, uh, quite fast. Yeah. I already see some shift in thinking and I think that you know part of uh, security has really focused on things like attack service management which is very important because you want to make sure that those SaaS applications that you're onboarding at breakneck speed are configured properly but on the other hand there's the usage and the data we put data within our environment so I think it's only natural that you get closer to protecting that data before it ends up in your in your SaaS platform and I, that's one of the things I liked about the, the DOP use cases that you brought up as well. For anyone that is tuning in um, during this live stream or even while they're watching the recording, uh, how would they know if they are the right fit for to be a Layer X customer? So, you know, if you have browsers, then that's that's a good start. But that qualifies like if, you know, if, if you drink water, then uh, <laughs> then then you should be a Layer X customer. Every, everyone is there. Um, Look, the value is present for everyone. It can be for mature uh, organizations that use browser security on top. It can be for basic organizations. Let's talk about urgency. Urgency is important. Uh, and the number one urgency uh, item that we see is balancing user experience and security. 
let's recap to the ChatGPT use case. It's a fantastic technology with unknown like volume of risks. So in generative AI, everything is stored on the same backend. You don't really know what's there. You are already violating policies that haven't been written yet. So it's a big problem on one hand. Security doesn't like it anywhere. On the other hand, R&D loves it. Legal mm -hmm. loves it. Social uh, Sales and marketing loves it. So today what you have, you can, you can make only one party happy. You can bring it into the organization uh, and have generative AI and security is like really unhappy. So for example, if I had the Lyrics employee from R&D uploading all our code to ChatGPT, asking ChatGPT, please debug it, please document it and leave it there. Someone else in another country in the world will ask, please generate a browser security solution to me. And generative AI is naive. It will just bring my code and let it like give it to someone else. There is no like restriction, no multi-tenancy. So it doesn't like it does it it doesn't satisfy security. On the other hand, if we block it, organizations that won't have uh, AI and automation capabilities will be left behind. And R and D knows that. So we need to find a balance. And this balance is the number one uh, uh, a qualification to whether you should use browse security. I love the fact that y'all are paving the way and really pioneering a, a new standard, getting away from just doing the browser thing and doing something that can benefit anyone depending on you know whatever technology and solutions that they'd like to use. For someone that doesn't have Layer X yet, what is that one thing that they could do to be just a little bit better at browser security today? Every notable breach in the last two years, or nearly every notable breach, had uh, an access item that, that goes through browsers, whether the social engineering, phishing account takeover, and what's not. Mm -hmm. um, this is supply chain. You would check the SaaS application that works with HR, and you'll validate their SOC to type you to compliant, and you probably don't know which browsers are installed in your environment. Uh, and the fact that it's Chromium-based doesn't mean everything. You need to check what's there, who manufactured that. That's one. Second thing, uh, browser versions, patching. It's a crime when you don't take care of the small things. So just to, to share with our audience, when a website and the browser communicate, you know, they provide handshakes. One of the handshakes is like, hey, I'm Chrome this and that version. When Chrome says I'm this and that version, it's like shouting, hey, these are the vulnerabilities I'm, I'm vulnerable to. And by the way, those from half a year ago, you already got the, the exploit in the wild. You can just copy paste that from Metasploit. And that's a crime. Like not taking care of the small things, that's a crime. Making sure that browsers are rebooted once a month at least and, and yeah. the vulnerability management is happening. Um, and making sure that employees are knowing that if they introduce extensions that shouldn't be there, uh, they'll be accountable because it can lead to the, the next big breach. Hmm. Very sound. I mean, just that little simple thing of checking the versions, that goes a long way. And yeah, if you have that little pop-up at the top right of your browser, because this is uh, streaming to a browser, make sure you update it right after this. And also check out our amazing sponsor, Layer X. You can learn more about Layer X by visiting LayerXSecurity.com. It is the best way to support the podcast and Hacker Valley Media. If you check out Layer X, be sure to book a demo and tell them Hacker Valley sent you or... Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for taking the time to speak with me on this live stream, speak with our audience, and also support Hacker Valley Media. Uh, we're rooting for you. We're wishing you the best. I uh, hope everybody gets a chance to check out Layer X. 
And with that, we will see everyone next time.